Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the Metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, let's take a look at today's topic. Be nice. Who am I talking to? Talking to all of us. You know, the world is getting strange. Not that it hasn't always been strange. And when you say things like that, you go, oh, well, you know, my grandparents probably said that back in whenever, and their grandparents did, and and you're right. You're right. Things get odd. However, what's that got to do with be nice? I was thinking about that the other day. I actually read an article the other day. My wife gave it to me. Uh, It's a Julie Roberts, as a matter of fact, she posted a picture online with a friend of hers. She, she loved the picture. They were just playing cards. And people immediately started attacking her for, oh, you look old and, and this and that. Well, okay. You know, I think to myself, okay, that, that's your opinion. But can we have a picture of you to compare? And what do I mean by that? Do I throw shade at that person too? No. What I mean is, you know, we've been very, we've become very, very quick and very emboldened and very empowered to just be mean. Now, perhaps we've always been mean. A lot of people been mean and, you know, uh, jawing in their house about other people. And, And maybe it's because, with social media and communications as easy as they are and worldwide as they are and instant as they are, it's just easier for people to express their mean opinions. Now, I won't go too far into what uh, Julia said in the interview. I will be using it in one of my classes on social media, but she did talk about the fact that if she was bothered by it, as a 50-plus-year-old woman, then how much are children bothered by that? Kids, young people. She's right. Because people just want to be mean. Now, I could go down the I could go down the slippery slope and start talking about, well, most of those people are, you know, the old the, <laughs> the old, well, they're living in a basement. They don't have a job. They, you know, okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But that's easy to push off, isn't it? That's easy to say, well, they're they're this or they're that. I'm tell you folks, by the sheer numbers, they're they're everybody. It's easy to be mean. It's quick to be mean. But it's harder in front of somebody. I mean, do you think if those folks were standing in front of Julia Roberts or anybody that they are ugly to, that they would have been mean? Now, you might immediately say, no, 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 no. Like that, that, that wouldn't happen, of course, because they'd be standing there. But then I see these videos online. People send me videos. Uh, and, and, and it's folks just walking up to people on the sidewalk and 
knocking knocking their lights out, punching them. It's like a challenge. It's fun. Hey, I know what we'll do. We'll go commit aggravated assault because that sounds fun. What in the world? Now, what confuses me, though, DJ, this is a cop podcast. Where are you going with this? What confuses me, though, is there's, other than just a few news articles, like just a few, because many of you are going, there's videos of people online walking up to folks and punching them for no reason, like strangers. Yes, lots. But what's interesting to me is you didn't know about that. But but we're quick to share videos online, clipped videos, snipped videos of altercations with police. Where all of a sudden the video begins where the police are tied up with somebody. Get out of the car, get out of the car. And you know, the, here becomes a, a scuffle, maybe a full-out fight. Maybe it, maybe it escalates from there. And look at those rotten, rotten cops. But you never see the front of the video. You never see what happened. I get those sent to me from time to time, and, and I do my research. My research is, I always look at these things and I go, where's the front of it? Or where's the end of it? Or why was the middle clipped? There's always a reason why. It's not for time. It's for, well, it's best if we don't see this. For the most part, and you all know, I mean, if, if, if I, I've said it on this podcast, if a cop go sideways, does something wrong, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Based on me researching it, and because and, I do exhaustive research on these things, I, I try not to just knee-jerk reaction, right? That's not a good way to be. But when I find the whole video, I find refusal to get out of the car when they have a warrant. Well, the officer's job is to take you in with a warrant. They can't walk away. And I find, I watched one the other day, they, the officers tried to get this person out of the car for over 15 minutes. And it was colorful language back at the police officers. And they had to do what they did. They pulled it out. But the video that was posted was the door was already open. It was already out. Then, then the person that they were grabbing was, oh, stop. Why are you doing this? I don't know what's going on. Why are you doing this? Well, you, you darn well know what's going on. They've explained it to you. You have a warrant. <laughs> you, you have to go to jail, and you refuse to get out of the car for over 15 minutes. And there's outrage. But, but there's no outrage, or very little outrage, for just people walking up to folks on a sidewalk that don't even know and knocking them out. Now, it's interesting, too. Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, man, they're just picking a fight. What, what if somebody turns on them? Well, most of those videos I've seen are, are, are young men. I don't know that I've seen one yet with a young lady. But nonetheless, they're young men. And they're, they're being videoed because it's all set up. And they've picked their, their target. And they walk up and they bam and they hit them and they knock them out and they, they're gone. They run away. Now, the interesting thing about that, I, I've never seen one of these assailants, criminals, because that's a criminal act, obviously, 
walk up to somebody that's the size of, oh, I don't know, Shaquille O'Neal, and try to knock them out. Most of what I've seen are people that are, you know, 20, 30 years older than them. They, they don't look, you know, be, be careful, book by cover. Uh, they're going to eventually find the wrong person, but they don't look like somebody that might be able to react or fight back quick enough. So they're, they're bullies. These are just bullies. We all, we all grew up in school with bullies. I did. I remember one very, very well. Um, and, and yes, there's all this, well, the bully grew up with, yeah, sure did. It does, doesn't help the victim. But nonetheless, they're bullies. And bullies very rarely pick on somebody that they think might put up a fight. They're, they're just bullies. They're just mean. So what is something, what is knocking somebody out have to do with throwing shade at somebody on online just because you want to be mean? You're both bullies. You know, I've said this before on this podcast, but my my <laughs> my my wife used to say when I was in law enforcement that I had what she called an injustice bone. Where if I saw an injustice, crime against a child, crime against the elderly, crime against somebody with a, a disability, uh, all crime drove me nuts. But but those those got me fired up. Um. I don't like bullies. So as, as, as my thoughts were going through on this one, I thought to myself, well, okay, DJ, throw that back on yourself. Especially the videos, uh, the policing videos, things like that. I'll watch them and I go, well, I might not have said that. I might have waited a minute. I might have. But you know what? That, that's Monday morning quarterbacking. I wasn't there. And frankly, no video shows the entirety of everything. They're out there. I guess you'd have to open request them and watch the whole thing. But I wasn't there. But I thought to myself, well, was I was I good to people? Have I always been good to people growing up? I don't know that that's true. I don't know any of us can say that's true. Because there are times that we're agitated. There are times that, that, that we're just, you know, frustrated, done. Stuff, other stuff's going on and, and, our, and our anger cup runneth over. We've all done that. But is that, is that my heart? Is that my intent? And especially with policing. And it brought me back because I, I'm working on classes for a conference we have coming up. Big, big user conference. Um, you know, a lot of folks attend. It's always a good time. And this one happens to be in Grapevine, Texas. Big old Grapevine, Texas. And when I saw that, because the first time we've been in, well, Texas with this conference and Grapevine specifically, and I went, Grapevine, Texas? What grape grapevine Texas? Why is that? Why is that familiar to me? And I thought, oh, maybe I've taught there, because because y'all know. I mean, I've, I've literally been to hundreds of agencies, thousands of officers, and I thought maybe I taught there. But I keep notes on every agency I've ever been to, and nope, nope, never been there. Well, how do I know? Then it dawned on me. Let me tell y'all a story. Gather round, children. 
back when I was, oof, I think I'd probably still be considered a rookie on patrol nights. I only ever worked nights. I did some field training in the day, but you know, some people go hood work night. I loved it, but nonetheless, um, it was a rainy night in Georgia. <laughs> There's a song about that. Look it up. And it, I mean, I don't mean it was sprinkling. I mean, it was uh, raining. It was one of those nights on patrol. It wasn't cold, but it was one of those nights on patrol where you're like, man, I hope I don't. <laughs> you almost go, I hope I don't find anything because it's miserable out. I mean, blowing rain, just nastiness. I mean, you're still going to do your job, but you're like, this is not a night where you want to be outside very long. And I was driving around, uh, patrolling one of our main streets, and it was it was late. It was after midnight, I believe. And I came upon a, a, a Cadillac, and it was broken down. Hazards were on, you know, flashers, as we call them here in the South. And 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 it was it was kind of in the road because where it was, there wasn't really a shoulder. It was kind of a highway, if you will, but there wasn't a shoulder. It was a sidewalk on the side, and it was one of those that if, to get off the road, you've got to literally pull into someplace, and apparently it wasn't able to. So there's this big Cadillac pretty much in the, in the roadway. So I do what I do, pull in behind it, tell radio I'm going to be out, here's the tag, you know, you never know. And I approach the car, and there's a lady in there, in the car, uh, that frankly reminded me of my mom, an elderly lady, very nice. She rolled down her window. I have all my rain gear on. It's just pouring off of me. And I'm like, ma'am, how can I help you? She's oh, I, I rented this car. I'm trying to get to Augusta. And, and, and it broke down. And I pulled off. And I got this far. And it won't go any further. And I just don't know what to do. And it was late. I mean, she was distraught. And I literally looked at that in Justice Bone. And I went, oh, man, this, this you know, I can you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Not a not a mechanic, nor nor would I nor would I try that in uniform because you know don't don't mess anything up. So I said, well, ma'am, I tell you what, um, let's uh, let, let let's let's get you out of here because the car wasn't even running. I mean, it was it was gone. And I said, yeah, let me let me clean out my 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 passenger seat because you know passenger seat of a police car with one cop in the car. It's got your gear bag and your ticket book and all kinds of stuff. Let me clear out my seat here and I'm going to put you in there and we'll call a tow truck and you know, we'll do all the things, right? So I get her out. She's got an umbrella. We get her in the car. It's, you know, it's comfy and well, comfy ish. And here comes the tow truck, takes the tow truck. She's on, she's on the phone trying to help, but nobody's answering because it's, it's after midnight. I take her to a local hotel um, and, and I said, well, here, let's, let's get you in here. Maybe you can get a place to stay. And they did. And she got a room and it, and that was it. Radio, I'll be 10, eight stat three. What's 10, eight back on patrol. What's stat three? No action necessary. I didn't need to write a report on that. I didn't, I mean, it, it was good. Just, just help somebody out back on patrol. And I didn't think another thing about it because that's what we do. I'm not blowing myself up here. Okay. Do you, do you know how many tires cops change? They do. You know how many times? Well, I think we can, many agencies have said, don't do this anymore, but how many, how many, uh, how many dead batteries we've jumped off? How many cars we've unlocked? 
Um, and again, some agencies don't do that anymore. But the point being is, this happens every day. Every day. But I thought to myself, okay, well, that, that, that you know, that, that's one, DJ. Good job. And then it dawned on me, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, that's not the end of that story, is it? About a week later, the chief called me in his office. Keep in mind, I'm a rookie. I'm working nights. I never see the chief. Oh, Lord, what have I done? I mean, you do. You start thinking in your head, well, I wrote that ticket, and that guy was kind of mad about the ticket. And this one over here said he knew the chief, but da 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 As an aside, I think you think this is funny. Um, my, my, I won't go too far into names here, but my, my chief's first name was Stacy. Uh, and, and so his first name was Stacy. Uh, but my training officer who I've spoken about before, her name was Stacy. Uh, best training officer I ever had straight out. Um, anyway, people, you, you, you pull over people to go, I know the chief. I'm like, good. Yeah, I know. I know. Him, I know him too. Nice guy. And I'd keep writing the ticket. No, I, I'm, I know Stacy, Stacy. I'm like, I know Stacy too. Isn't she great? Well, that would throw them. Now, was I being a little snide? Yeah. Okay. Was I being mean? I don't know. But, you know, don't don't tell me on a simple ticket that you know the chief and try to threaten me that way because I'm still going to do my job. Anyway, I thought that was funny. But, so the chief calls me in his office and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I don't know. I'm, I'm a rookie. I'm nervous. And I walk in and he says, uh, hey, last week did you... Uh, did you help a, a lady with her broken down car in the rain and take her to a, did you transport her to a hotel? Oh boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. I said, did you? you? You did. Yes, sir. He's making a big deal out of it. And I thought, oh gosh, cause I'm like, well, we're not really supposed to transport people, but I did tell radio and you know, all this kind of stuff. And he pulls out this, this letter and I still have it. And I, I should have looked for it. I, I, it's not like it's on my wall. And it was a letter from the chief of Grapevine, Texas, where I'm going to be going here in a couple of months. And that lady I helped out was his mother. And it was a letter of commendation. And, and I thought, well, all I did was what I should do. All I did was what I should do, but that's so very nice. And it was very nice. And, and, and I thought as I'm going to Grapevine, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, probably not the chief anymore. And uh, who knows about his mother and, you know, but, but it's just, it's just neat to me. It's interesting. And I thought, well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was good. But what about those folks that, what about those folks that I arrested? I mean, I was point on a SWAT team. It's first in the door. What about those folks? Now, let me pause here for a moment. I am not one of these people that, that, that truly believes you can talk your way out of anything. I truly believe you can talk your way out of most things. But there are times and there are people that just want to fight. So, you have to be prepared for that. But what about those people that, as I'm speaking to you right now, are still in prison? from my charges. What about those people as I'm speaking to you right now that will never get out of prison because of my charges? I work major cases. What about those folks? And I had this one guy pop in my head 
And uh, he was accused of, uh, well, let's say, misconduct with, with young people. It's a family podcast, folks. And he was loved in the neighborhood. Loved. Couldn't possibly have done it. His girl's lying, as people said. But doing what I do, I brought him in and I was, was talking to him. And I said, uh, you know, I was just talking along. It's just something when he was nice guy. Oh, just really nice. Like anybody's uncle, anybody's great. Matter of fact, the neighbor called him uncle. I won't say his name. Uncle, well, it's Bob. It wasn't Bob. Uncle Bob. Uh, by the way, I have an Uncle Bob. And if you're listening, I, sorry, Uncle Bob. Anyway, um, and I was talking along and something just wasn't, someone did like, jiving with me. And I remember I just, I was just talking to him as a human. Just talking to him. I didn't have the hot light. Where were you on the night of, you know, that, that's TV folks. But I was just having a conversation with a guy. And from some things that we were talking about and some things that I said, no threats, no hollering, no nothing like that. He dropped his head. He dropped his shoulders, which, by the way, folks, is a clue that you're about to hear something you need to hear as a cop. And this was a charge of, of two. There were, there were two ladies that were charging him with this. Or saying that, you know, char- you know he did this, accusing him. And it was recent at the time. And he dropped his head and he went, well, it all started back in 1982. By the way, folks, this wasn't 82. I was talking to him and I think this was about 2005 or six. And, and as a detective, you do your best to stay stoic, level, non-reactive. That was very difficult when he said it all started back in 1982. By the time he got done, he had not only admitted, but completely described and named over a dozen more victims. I didn't change. Just kept talking to him. Okay. All right. Okay. What happened then? What happened? And was he under his rights waiver? Yes, of course, because the second he walks in, he signs a rights waiver form before I speak to him at all. So this was way after that. I talked to this guy for literally hours. I said, well, I got to go. I got to go um, 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 get some stuff ready. You know, you're going to be under arrest. He said, I understand. I said, I'll be right back. You need a water. He said, yeah, that'd be great. I walked out of the room and come to find out other detectives had been watching through the viewing glass and they were slack-jawed, as I was. I walked out and I could finally have an emotion with my face. I went and got him a water, walked back in, gave him the water, came back out. Why did I leave? Because I pretty much had to clear my head over what just happened. I called an officer, did all the paperwork. Officer for transport, you know, did all the paperwork. I get this guy. He he comes out. He's in handcuffs. He was a big man. Okay, so the handcuffs I had, I had one pair on me. He was in the front. Not standard, but he was a big man. He, he, he did not exude any violence. And he's in the middle of the police department. We took the risk while he was sitting there. 
So he comes out, and the other officer, of course, he's going to do right, put handcuffs on the back. You know, we're doing the whole thing. And he says to me in front of everybody, hey, man. I said, yes, sir. He said, I really appreciate you. you. Okay. He said, no, no. He said, I, that's been weighing on me. And you, I said some, I admitted to some horrible stuff. Well, yeah. And, and he, he reached out his handcuffed hands and he shook my hand. And off he went. We never even went to court. He just pled. Um, he did, uh, he pled to 35, 35 years, which is actually a pretty good plea because in the state of Georgia, it's 25 years per charge. <laughs> and he was already an older guy. He's in his, I think he was in his sixties. Nonetheless. And off he went. And I started thinking, I said, I've, I've been at Walmart and had people I've arrested come up and you're like, Oh boy, here we go. All right, family, go away. Hey man, I just wanted to thank you. I, I got a job. I got out of prison. I got a job. I'm a welder now. You treated me right. You treated me right. And then I realized the, the overreaching thing was people kept saying, you treated me right. You treated me right. Again, I'm not blowing myself up here. I'm putting myself on my own mental trial. People are mean, I started out with. Why are we mean? Be nice. So I'm putting myself on that. Not always been that way, but but it's just worked for me. Now, do I get angry? Sure. Have I been angry on patrol? Yes. Yes. You know, standing over a child that was just assaulted? Yeah. You know, standing over somebody who had just shot at one of our officers? Yeah. Did I physically act that out? Nope. 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 Why? Because I'm just an upstanding person? <laughs> Be honest with you, it was because I kept thinking, don't screw up the case. <laughs> don't screw up the case. But, folks, I want you to put yourself on that. Officers are listening to me. People who have never been in law enforcement are listening to me. Put yourself on that. The next time you get pulled over, citizen, and you're upset because you're late for work already, and that officer approaches, my name is Officer Seals with the blah, 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 police department, and reason, you know, you have your license in insurance? Yes, I do. Okay. The reason I pulled you over today. And you're just you're just off the handle immediately. We've all seen it. We've all done it. We've all thought about it. Messing my day up. You're escalating the situation. Just take the ticket. It's not an admission of guilt. Take the ticket. If you didn't do it, go to court, fight it, whatever. But just be nice. Officer that's pulling that person over. I know you probably just left a horrible scene of something. You may have just gotten in a physical fight to arrest somebody. And your adrenaline hasn't yet left your body. And you've pulled this person over. And you walk up and they're triggered for some reason immediately. And your natural response is to trigger back. <sighs> Take everything in yourself and 
don't trigger back. It's hard. It's hard because the, 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 the regular public does not understand that you haven't just been eating donuts, drinking coffee, running around trying to pull people over all day long. The call you just came from may have been a deadly assault. The call you just came from may have been, like I said, a physical altercation you were in. Your brain is woo. They don't understand that. And we have to understand that they don't understand that. So how do we fix all this? Just be nice. I mean, I hear all the time, well, you know, be careful with that. Be careful with them because, you know, they're, they, they, you know, they, they, they're kind of touchy and they're kind of this and they're kind of that. Oh, we making excuses for touchy? Why do we make excuses? Just be nice. That's what we should expect in society. It's for everybody to be nice to everybody. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter what language you spoke. Just be nice. Maybe I'm going to print t-shirts. <laughs> Off the beat. Just be nice. I don't know. But as I watch these videos, as I hear people talk, as I have questions thrown at me, as I have questions all the time, I think every time, how could this be prevented? Just be nice. There are some people who won't. There's some people who won't. Violent criminals will not. Especially when they're in the act of the violence or running from the violence. Their thought is get away. I'm not going back to prison. Okay. Well, again, there are times that we have to use our training and not be nice. But for the most part, we can be. Let me tell you another story real quick. As I was putting this very podcast thought together, and you know, y'all know, as you can tell, I don't write these things. Uh, I, I don't want it to sound too prepared. I just want, uh, literally, in the intro, remember it says, we can have a conversation. Now, it's a one-sided conversation because I can't hear y'all. Keep talking to the radio. That's cool, but I can't hear you. Um, emails are great, by the way. But uh, my, my wife gets a text I think it was just last week or week before. And this dude's like, hey, are you DJ Seals? Oh, okay. This was a scam. Scam, 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 scam. And my wife is is very smart with these things. She, she can pick them out, boy. And, of course, her guard's up. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> and then he starts to explain... That he he lived on my street in in when I was living in South Georgia after we had just moved from the Midwest there I was in the middle of high school bit of a weird time for me um but anyway I lived up the street from him and and I was thinking about him and you know he just and it was very nice and I was like what the what what the, the, what well that's got to be that's got to be this family. And I used to work for the family. They they had a um, uh, they they had a, a plant nursery, and uh, I worked at the nursery. And I'm like, well, who is is this the the father? Is this? I'm trying to figure this out. So I hit this dude up and come to talk, and it and he starts telling me stories. 
I won't, I won't get into what the stories were, but they were like, there was this time you did this thing and it was so nice. And I was talking to my dad the other day and, 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 and when you came up in conversation and dad was like, ah, oh, he, you know, he helped us here and he helped. And I thought, what? I remember them. I remember them fondly. Nice people. Good job. But that kind of impact I mean, folks, this was 19, ooh, 19, <laughs> doing, doing the math. This was 1990, 1990 to 92, but 1990. And I thought, wow. And we've chatted and, and, you know, back and forth. And, and, and I thought, wow, what, what in the world? And I thought that it can't be a coincidence I'm putting together podcasts and just being nice because you never know the impact you're going to have on people, the day they're having, and the fact that you being nice to them could help turn that day or you not being nice will just blow a situation out of proportion. And I'm speaking to citizens and I'm speaking to cops right now. And I thought, while I'm putting this together, this guy I haven't seen in, well, since... 1990s, early 90s, was talking to his dad about me and, and started doing some looky, looking and Googling and boom, let's give it a shot. Oh, yep, that's him. Really? It's not a coincidence. Just be nice. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I'm probably one of the most truly untrusting, and I'll admit, cynical people in the world. Most cops who've done the job for more than, you know, 35 seconds kind of start turning that way. Um, but it doesn't keep us from being just humanly nice to people as long as we can. Now it's time for some stupid criminals. Now, uh, that guy I told you hit me up, uh, he sent me this first one. And he sent it to me just, I think it was yesterday, the day before. And uh, uh, so I uh, hope this is okay. I'm not going to say your full name, but Patrick, thank you for this one. Uh, he's been listening. Uh, and uh, I, I hope you uh, enjoy uh, these, these criminals because I found some that I thought you'd like. The first one is from Patrick. A Dacula, Georgia man. Yes, you can look that up. It's not Dacula, although it's spelled that way. It's Dacula. Dacula, Georgia man facing allegations. He stole a credit card from a vehicle last month. Okay, broke into vehicle, stole a credit card, some other stuff. PS4 charger, things like that. Okay, well, it's just, it's credit card theft. Well, he started using it. And within a few hours of the incident, multiple fraudulent charges appeared on the victim's card. Uh, so, okay, so we're doing a little, little, little fraud looking, right? We do what we do. They caught the guy. Um, but I had to catch him so quick because they caught him very, very quick. Um, one of the fraudulent charges was to pay his probation fees. <laughs> yes, Patrick, you thought I'd like that one. Boy, did I. I actually uh, researched and read the whole case. Thank you very much. Now let's run over to Alabama. Home of Forrest Gump and Jenny. Police are calling this a case of revenge. A man started a string of Subway restaurant robberies in Alabama. He was 18 years old. 
He was uh, he'd just go in. He surveillance you know, video clearly showed him nothing on his face. He'd go in. He'd pull a gun. He'd demand employees open the cash register. Uh, you know, he, he didn't get a lot. It's a subway. Um, well, the video was posted by the police and viewed by 150,000 people in 24 hours. Now, he was caught at a Walmart uh, by a Walmart employee. Uh, always wore the same orange shoes um, and, and clear face. But what was he doing in the Walmart? Well, what was anybody doing in the Walmart? Well, this ding-dong was buying a new gun holster. Now, you'd think, well, that is the stupid criminal part, DJ. No, it's actually not. When, <laughs> when that is stupid, but that, not 100%. When police caught him, they're like, what's going on? They're interviewing him. He... he, he he got, they got him. He's on video. And they're like, why did you do this? And he, st he stated to the detective that he had uh, robbed the Subway restaurants because he had attempted the Jared diet. Remember that? The Subway Jared diet. And it didn't work for him. And he felt like he should get his money back. Yep. Here, here, <laughs> here's your cell number. And your inmate number. Let's run up to Chicago, Chi-Town. A suspect who allegedly robbed a Domino's delivery man um, was caught very quickly. We'll get to that in a minute. So we, they did the old, hey, I want a couple, he, he and a friend, did the old, hey, I want a couple pizzas, deliver them over here. Delivery man shows up. They pull a gun. They take 40, 50 bucks cash from the delivery man, take the pizzas, and run away. That is the oldest trick in the book, right? They don't. They didn't actually live at the address. They just hung out, grabbed the pizzas, robbed the guy, and left. Well, how do you catch somebody like that? No surveillance video, no nothing. Well, you do catch them when when the idiot who robbed you uh, is in the woods eating the eating the pizza, still holding the gun, and shoots himself in the hand. <laughs> the greatest part about this article is I read this one. And okay, I'm a little twisted, but the greatest part about the article is it said that on at his first appearance in court, which first appearances in court are, are public. There's a lot of people in there. First appearance in court, uh, several onlookers, after reading what had happened, started laughing out loud in the court. <laughs> I would too. Hey, got a question though. What what it didn't say um, was the exact time, uh, but but it did say uh, I, I, I took kind of an illusion that it was probably at night. Uh, darn it, I guess that, uh, hey, criminals, please don't shoot at night thing in Chicago didn't work. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the last episode. And finally, we're going to go to Kansas, where I still have family and my, where my mother was born. Jeffrey Chapman is asking for help before he goes to court. You see, Mr. Chapman is uh, accused of murder. Not just accused. Uh, he is accused, but let's just say, from what I read and from his statements, he killed this guy, okay? But he's got to go to trial for murder. He's asking the court for assistance. You see, he needs to make a physical change before he goes in front of the jury, and his defense is saying, quote, whenever you try a jury trial, the appearance of the defendant makes a lot of difference. Yeah, well, it can. Absolutely, it can. But but what, what does he want, a suit? You're going to get that. You don't... For murder trials, you're not walking in in the orange. I mean, that 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 studies have shown that immediately prejudices the jury, right? So what do you want? 
Well, he wants a tattoo removal. Oh, it must be one of the just a bunch of face tattoos, all kind of ugly looking. No, 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 a little lower. Uh, it's on his neck. And the tattoo says, murder. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, the answer is no. Uh, they, they are not going to have his tattoo covered up or removed professionally, but they are thinking about letting him wear, I don't know, like an... <laughs> Remember Fred from Scooby-Doo? That ascot neck thing he wore? They're thinking about something like that. I say this. I say if it comes up at all in the trial that that's how he was identified, nope. <laughs> that's, 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 that's evidence of the trial. Stuck in your skin, but it's evidence. Anyway, we all know probably where he's going. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with. Or maybe you do agree with me and even have a topic you'd like me to cover, as many of you have done. Thank you. Maybe you have a funny police story uh, that you'd like to share with me. Love those. Uh, I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at motorolasolutions.com. That, by the way, that email just goes to me. It doesn't go anywhere else. No, no marketing thing. But I had to have a Motorola Solutions because, well, that's where I work. So off the beat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas. And check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.